Why yeah. did the noodles cross the road? Because you didn't cook them! <laughs> October 28, 2020. This is Rare Encounter, encounter number 16. I'm Abel Kirby. And with a raspberry pie and a very sore finger, I'm cold acid. Jeez. And I've got the drink of the day, and we'll see. I'm going to open it. Ooh. Bottle? A little unique sound to it. And this is uh, Ramane, blueberry flavored. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, I... You, you know what this is, but this is the the bottle where you open it with a plunger, so it has a marble in the top. It's like a little game where you have to uh, to get this. It's really a soda, but um, you have this little plastic plunger that comes with it. You push the mop, uh, marble inside. There's it, there it is, and it gets stuck in the bottle, and so the marble is actually trapped inside. You never get it out without breaking the glass, I guess. But it's a cool little uh, you know gimmick drink that's popular. For some reason, all these Japanese artists like drawing it. So I went out and got a case of it. You have a whole case? Well, I, you? it wasn't a, it was a small case. I don't think, what's a case supposed to be like 20 something? I didn't get that much. I got 24. I think it was half a case thing. Cause it was like 12. Yeah. So I've been sipping on these, you know, uh, every once in a while, just so you know, this one is best before M M D D Y Y Y Y. In case you were wondering, <laughs> it expires on M M D D Y Y Y Y. Well, that'll be in a while. Yeah. 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 But I'm actually it's... bringing the alcohol today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What'd you bring? I got here Eden Grove Perfect Pear Cider. Pear Cider. Pear Cider. Pear Cider. Yep. Pear Cider. 100% hand-picked Ontario pears. What kind of proof is that? Just so I know what I'm in store for. I don't know. It's 5.5% by uh, volume. Oh, that's not. That's nothing. Yeah. It's cider. It's not... It's not supposed to be like it's not 11 or it's not supposed to be vodka or something yeah i've got so i got the the ramen i'll finish that up and i got a just a backup budweiser too but i almost so the first drink i got i was gonna bring uh i have a can of something called bang you ever heard of bang no i have not bang blue raz it's super creative ultra (laughs) c-o-q-1-o it's ah aminos I don't know what the fuck it was, so I, I picked it off the shelf because it had a cool logo. And uh, I figured, oh, this would be great to drink on the show. some random shit. And uh, I went and looked at it, and it turns out it was an energy drink, and I just never heard of it. And so I uh, I looked at it, so it has like the uh, 300 milligrams of caffeine, which is about more than two cups of coffee, it says. Wow, I'm not going to drink that at night. So I brought it out just so I could read the bottle, but I'm going to have that... Uh, Probably not. I don't even want to drink that in the morning. That's more coffee than I want. I'm on half calf right now, so I don't think two cups of coffee in one one can is good for me. So I might sit in there until I have a really bad day. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of really bad days, we got the a uh, lot of things coming together at the end of the month here. We got Halloween. We've got the mm-hmm. second it, the second full moon of the month, which makes it a blue moon. 
And I wasn't aware of this until I looked it up, but it is, uh, we did have a full moon on October 1st. And so having a second uh, full moon in the same month on the 31st makes this a blue moon. You know, we're waxing our way. It's, we're, we're on our way. The moon is, is getting fuller by the hour. We're waxing our way to All Hallows' Eve. Yep. Looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. I don't have any plans, but man, I might go out and have a drink or something and go out and... I'm not trick-or-treating, that's for sure, but maybe there's a party or something around. Like yeah, tr- trick-or-treating's banned. <clears throat> ah. Mm. Oh, yeah, and before I forget, we should thank Casey for coming on. That was a treat. And I was yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I think that came out as a really good episode, and it inspired me to want to have more guests on the show. I hope all our uh, listeners enjoyed that. As far mm-hmm. as I don't know what kind of schedule we want to have for those, you know, we could have a, a guest every once in a while. I I've got certainly one more person that I could book on the show. I know you have some people in mind, but I have a uh, Cotton Gin who I used to do a podcast with. He, was, he said, "Oh, I'm buying a microphone." Uh, he texted me the other day, so thinking that maybe we can uh, get him on the show at some point. I don't know how often we want to have guests though. What's your yeah. opinion? What do you think? Every other, I, I think every I other think day is just every occasional other week is fine. Yeah, so maybe uh, maybe in November we'll have another guest uh, someday in that month. One of those episodes, November or something. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, some crazy stuff happened as well already this week. And uh, what are you referring to? I've seen some. I've seen some cool stuff, but I. Uh, what are you talking about? Well, Which, what crazy you, things are you, you referring to? Do you watch or listen to Joe Rogan Experience? Oh, I... <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I only listen. I don't watch. It's real! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> He's back! Yeah. I was listening to that episode all day today. Uh, well, not all day. Yeah, I mean, me too. On, on and off. Whenever I get a minute... Uh, it would take, you know, 15 minutes or something and listen to 15 more. And man, that is the gift. This whole Alex Jones on Joe Rogan is the gift that keeps on giving. It doesn't stop. So many butt-mad <laughs> people have already canceled their Spotify subscriptions. <sighs> I saw that in the, I saw the articles too, uh, of people saying, oh, we're, people saying, oh, we got to cancel Spotify. And how dare you have this, uh, the way they describe him is so disingenuous too. My favorite one is when they cut Tim Dillon out of the photo. They, uh, the, he's like a footnote in the in the article. He was there for the whole show, but they, they cropped the photo of uh, Joe Rogan and Alex Jones and Tim Dillon. And they just cut it so it's Alex Jones and Tim Dillon, or in, uh, in Joe <laughs> Rogan. So, geez, come on, man. He was there, too. And he, he was just most of the show. Like, holy crap. He was on something, like... I figured there were, everyone but Joe he, he was, on was something. He was even more he was even more hyper than usual. Mm. Ah, well, that's an excellent show. I mean that that is uh it's entertaining. Um I like that stuff that he brings up when Alex Jones is on, he always has some weird angle that's uh maybe different that you didn't think of. Even yeah, when he, like when he asked if the frogs were really gay. <laughs> you know, uh I've always thought that was one of the things I didn't like about the way he presented that with was the gay frogs because you had a company that was making uh, pesticide atrazine and it really was probably as as far as we can tell it was having some harmful effects on people because it would get in the water supply and it wouldn't break down and just stay there and so there was detectable amounts of atrazine and you find out oh well actually it's a it's a uh, affects your hormones uh, if you if it's in the water in a, a certain enough uh, concentration and you start drinking it, they find out, oh, well, we're going to spray all these fields with it and it gets in the drinking in the water table and then it gets in the drinking water and possibly is doing harm to people. But be, because they said, uh, oh, the frogs are gay, then 
you know, all the attention goes away from Monsanto, which is, it was Monsanto at the time, goes away from the real palpable issue with uh, pesticides, and it goes on to Alex Jones, gay frogs, which is, (laughs) in his style, an exaggeration of something that's actually true, where they had, uh, you know the story on that, right, where the, the... the paper about the gay frogs or what they call the gay frogs. It was a, um, we all know from Jurassic park that, uh, that frogs can change genders or change sexes, uh, in, in the right conditions. And they found out that when they were exposed to certain amounts of atrazine frogs, it would trigger that in frogs. So basically it would just screw up their hormones enough that, 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 that effect would happen and they change genders. And so yeah, this not is really not turning them it's gay. It's not turning them gay. It had a hormonal effect, measurable hormonal hormonal effect on amphibians. And that was the conclusion of some paper that, that got published. And so Alex Jones goes, they're turning the freaking frogs gay! Ah! Which is not precisely true, but the, the spirit of it is that Monsanto doesn't care about you. And at the time, this was something that no one ever reported. And then uh, I'm glad they got the, the roundup story out because finally they said, hey, look, the same guys who had the, the thing that was uh, screwing up frogs' hormones and possibly humans' hormones. Um, also, they make roundup, which is giving people cancer. They finally got proven in a court. And uh, yep. it, meanwhile, Europe has known this for years. They actually banned it because <laughs> uh, it was a carcinogen. But oh, well, yes. he's an interesting guy. Um, I've heard him mm-hmm. on the radio. Sometimes I just can't take him, you know. Um, some of these, I know, like Darren O'Neill, he brings up Rush Limbaugh all the time. I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh in the, like, when I was in, my mom would listen to be more precise. I'd, I'd hear him in the car, and it was just too much for me to take in the 2000s. But sometime around 2014 or 15, he had, I, I caught him on the radio for, I don't know, an hour every once in a while. First, or actually, it was probably the last hour of his show. And it was topical you know he came on and he had good analysis and it seemed like he was really trying to to explain you know he he wasn't saying do this and vote that way or anything he was saying here's what the uh the parties are doing when this senator makes this statement it's because they think it'll advance this cause and here's why i think it'll work or here's why i think it won't work and so he was presenting things in kind of a fair way at least for that narrow period of time and, you know, John C. Dvorak talked about him once, and he made a comment that I, I remember. It really stuck with me where he said, Rush Limbaugh is good to listen to, like, in a contested election year, when if he's actually doing good analysis, he's really good to listen to it. But then most of the time you listen to him, he's like, eh, partisan so this crap. This is a good year to listen to him then. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard him. He, I tried listening to him, and every time, uh, because he's been out with his illness, they've had, um, what's his name? I almost said Jill Stein. That's not it. Uh, she's the Green Party girl. Uh, Mark Stein, the Australian. And I can't stand him, so I t- click, turn it off. Oh, well. Back, now that we're talking about American politics and terrestrial radio. You know, I drove through Florida. I tried to pick up well, Russian let's ball go, let's in go back. Let's go back to Let's go back to Alex's appearance on yeah, Jerry. Yeah, that's good. That's good. One of, the, one of the things I found really interesting, too, is like, Throughout it, like, oh. Joe's going like, hey, Jamie, check this and stuff, right? Like, he's, like, live fact-checking Alex Jones this whole time. And, I mean, yeah, there are, there are a few things where uh, where Alex Jones was, like, kind of off. But he, he, was, he was no more off than most people are about things. And generally, he is bringing stuff that was at least somewhat backed up. 
So I, f I find that actually really, really interesting. I mean, we all, we all know, we all know Alex Jones is like this, the Infowars guy and the seed man who's <laughs> seed like man. really hyper. And well, as he definitely demonstrated on this JRE episode, can't keep on the same topic for more than five he seconds cannot. at a time. He's like a cat. Woo! Yeah, he shiny thing. definitely, <laughs> definitely like hyperactive there. And Joe had to keep telling him to stay on, stay on target, stay on target, right? Yep. Keep on topic. But yeah, wow, it was it was actually really enjoyable to to listen to this episode. Oh, I had a wild mile wide smile when I was a. Uh... So I didn't finish. I got half an hour left, I think, but I I got through most of it today. Oh, I got through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And it was a good contrast, too, because previously, what was his previous episode was Kanye West. And I like Kanye West. I can't listen to him talk for that long. It's, I, I skipped that episode. I turned it off after probably half an hour. It's, just, it's Kanye West telling about how uh, God's talking to him and told me to open this church. Okay, that's interesting in some sense, but I can't, not couldn't. It wasn't as entertaining to me, so I just turned it off. I like oh, there Kanye. was another thing. Alex Jones being hype about sitting in the same chair that uh, Kanye did. <laughs> no, that must have been at the end because I don't remember that. Yeah, that was, that was right near the end. Yeah. So the spaceship still looks like that. It still looks like some kind of, you know, uh, artificial womb or something is what I always think it looks like. To me, to me, I swear to God, it is a, uh, it is a podcasting center on the Klingon homeworld. That's what it looks like. <laughs> I, I half expect uh, I half expect Joe to like whip out a batleth and go kapla. <laughs> batleth. That's the uh, double-sided uh, blade that they use. The two-handed blade thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. With the spiky bits in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time to be listening to podcasts. The. Uh... Shame that shame that come December it's not going to be a podcast no more. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I I said before, you know, I like it. I like the Joe Rogan show, but it's gonna to me it's gonna sunset because I'm not gonna look at Spotify. I don't care about it enough. Though they have good stuff, you know, I don't care about it enough to go get Spotify. And I've been running my own audio cloud for my own music collection ever since. Um, there was a company called Audio that competed with Spotify right at the beginning. I think they even predated Spotify in oh, North America. I remember America. RDO. Yeah, that RDIO. Was long, long ago. Yeah, I was a subscriber to that for a couple of years. I mean, four years maybe. And that was a great service. Uh, it was actually before Spotify even had a presence in the United States. And the thing about it was they got bought by Pandora and they just closed up shot. We got an email one day. said, hey, sorry guys, we're gone. Um, they did two things that were kind of fun though they they gave you a data download of all the data they had on you so you could download like hey here's all the songs in my library here's a list of everything i played so i have that metadata for myself which was fun to pick through but other than that they just shuttered um they never spotify didn't open a really competitive album oriented music service which is what i am i'm album oriented so i want to listen to pink floyd you know dark side i want to listen to the division bell track one to the last track you know and uh, yeah. Spot Pandora never did it for me because I don't like that, you know, auto DJ shit. But uh, so anyway, after I got burned by that because they shut down, I said, wow, all this music I used to listen to, I guess I don't own it, even though I paid a shitload of money, you know, in, in aggregate. Um, I decided I was not going to subscribe to a service like that. And I took the initiative 
I bought some network attached storage and set up a uh, RDO or Spotify like clone on my own personal cloud. I found out that if I spent the same amount of money on that I was spending on audio, RDO on used uh, CDs, uh, even later on a little, you know, MP3s and stuff. So I could buy basically used CDs for on the cheap rip them and put them on there. I could get all of the library that I had for RDO back, but I would own it this time. So now I have a collection of recordings, not a license to listen to someone nice. else's collection of recordings. And of course I called the service RDO. So that's actually what my server is called. So I can log into RDO and I have an app, uh, you know, it's an app on your phone, it's an app on your computer. It's really a, really a good solution. And I recommend that for anyone who wants to get off you know, the Silicon Valley uh, software as a service crap or licensing as a service crap. You can do it yourself. It's easy too, you know, I did it. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm, I'm an MB person to you to have all my media all together. Well, except for, except for eBooks and documents for that. I've got, uh, I've got caliber set up, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I'd rather have, I'd rather have my music, owned by me on my own stuff that nobody can take away. And I'm actually looking at putting together, like getting an actual NAS hardware in here. My my biggest problem with all this, of course, is that I've got so little upstream bandwidth from home that it's not going to do me much good until I can actually get fiber here without paying an arm and a leg. Yeah. Yeah, I know the the feel, man. I had some shitty internet for a while too. It was bad. Oh, my my problem isn't that I like I love my ISP. I could go to fiber right now, but it would mean going with an incumbent who provides crap service for too much money and mm. and unfortunately right now in Canada, uh fiber isn't resellable at rates that uh any of the resellers can can afford to provide their users. Oh, well, you can't always get what you want. And uh, one no, thing... but if you try sometimes, you just <laughs> might find you get what you need. You get what you need. Yeah, I ran across some some other time you might not get what you want is if you went to McDonald's and you got to try to get an ice cream. There was a story I saw where, uh, well, as we all know, the ice cream machine is frequently broken, as, as is the shake machine. But, and I'm not a, a great fan of McDonald's ice cream, but there is a uh, a solution if you're looking for a mcdonald's that doesn't have a uh, a broken ice cream machine i'm gonna drop this little link in twitter for you uh not in twitter in, in, twitter? Uh, in uh skype yeah there was a guy who put together a site called mcbroken.com which what he did is he reverse engineered the mcdonald's api and so that's what you're gonna see when you open the site is a map and if you zoom out a little bit i think it's a map of the u.s i don't know if they have canada on there unfortunately so you might be out cold but, it's, a, it's a world map, but it only shows uh, American locations yeah. by the look of things. I'm zooming in on uh, on southern Ontario. I see stuff in Buffalo. I see stuff in Detroit. I see, like, nothing but roads in between. Yeah, so if you went to, um, uh, I don't know, if you if you wanted to go to Buffalo, New York, you could, and to get an ice cream from McDonald's, <laughs> you could check this first. Yeah, and see I can see which three locations to avoid. Yeah, so right now the Elmwood Avenue... McDonald's in Buffalo has a broken ice cream machine. and uh, Same with uh, Main Street in Tonawanda. Yeah. If you go down on the right side, there's some statistics. There's 7.56% ice of McDonald's ice cream machines are currently broken. And the highest number is uh, 
12.5% in Philadelphia. <laughs> so I guess Philadelphia. Well, I has wonder the worst. why. Yeah. <laughs> so the way that this uh, website got implemented is someone reverse engineered the uh, the McDonald's online ordering API to go to every single dot that you see on this map. And there's a shitload of dots. If you zoom out, you can see the whole states are covered. And he placed orders, like mobile orders for uh, ice cream, at every McDonald's. So he orders, like, every minute, he orders, like, a million dollars worth of ice cream or something ridiculous like that, and then cancels the order. And all he does is he looks at if the uh, the order was rejected because the shake machine or the ice cream machine was down. Populates the map. <laughs> Clever. So, so I took a screenshot of this. Um, I think we should include it in the show notes because I have a feeling that this shit is going to get shut down at the API level pretty soon. So, this, Yeah, this, probably. I was afraid it was going to die before the show. I'm glad it's still here, but I've got a screenshot I saved that we can put in for posterity. Distraction of the day. You know, Detroit has a lot of bad ones too, a lot of red dots in Detroit. Oh, well. Yeah, but I mean, that's Detroit for you. Yeah. The whole damn city's falling apart. It's not just the ice cream machines. Though it's funny, I was down there in, uh, I was in Detroit in, uh, 2019. No, it was, maybe it was late 2018, early 2019, like over the new year. And I was hearing stories, they were rebuilding the downtown area. And they, they said, one of the guys I talked to said, yeah, you know, 10 years ago, you wouldn't eat in downtown Detroit, mainly because there were no restaurants. Now there were, or, you know, no restaurants you'd want to go to. Well, remember all the ruin porn? Yeah, I think that was a little exaggerated they because you can always find like a dumpy street with like a broken down house and take 20 no, pictures but of it we're looking we're talking at like whole places like yeah there's walls that are falling apart and stuff that have been completely abandoned theaters have been completely abandoned right yeah they had, a, they had a stadium too they had a stadium that got abandoned there i believe too and looking at the pictures like it these were like some beautiful places originally and just the way they were falling apart also looked really great there's a reason i call it ruin porn <laughs> it looks like something out of uh maybe i don't know near automata or something yeah <laughs> like uh, like it is like that sort of quality look right yeah it's a pretty amazing well, I heard that they were opening some. Now I haven't been there since, and I didn't. I didn't get to poke around enough. But I, and, and I'm sure today in 2020, there's nothing to do down there. But I was told, uh, at least in 2019, they they made a lot of progress. There's a, at least a couple strips uh, that you would want to go to, and you could hang out and have some, uh, get some food and stuff like that. There's some fun things to do that weren't look at broken buildings and get robbed. Yeah. Well, we might have gone through. Detroit, my brother and I, when we went last year to Gen Con, but the bridge from uh, Windsor is actually a toll bridge. Meanwhile, the one from Sarnia to whatever it is, Port Huron, free. Hmm. So we, cro we crossed there and just uh, ended up zipping around uh, past Flint and uh, Lansing instead of going through Detroit. Yeah, Added some extra time to the travel. I mean... If you're going through Detroit, you can go through Toledo and Fort Wayne on your way to Indianapolis. Well, you end up going through Fort Wayne either way, but uh, it's a lot more direct when you don't have to go through Lansing, yeah. right? You're you're taking the hypotenuse. I've only ever been into Indianapolis from uh, from I-70, which is the the uh, uh, east-west route, and I've only really been there once, which is on my way to uh, <laughs> on my way to Baltimore. 
because I left. If you take that Highway 70, you leave Denver, and you just I just followed the whole thing all the way. It goes through uh, Indianapolis. It goes through all these different cities, and you end up, it terminates actually right outside of Baltimore. So we've actually driven. Yeah, the, we the were nowhere length. near that. Yeah, the whole length of that that uh, that road I got to drive. It's fun. Yeah, because all the Gen Con stuff, like if you're coming from the north, you don't touch 70 at all. Yeah, where is Gen Con in in Indianapolis anyway? Is it Indianapolis? Like, uh, right, right downtown. Okay. Like the, there's a convention center. It's like West Maryland and South Capitol and like all the hotels right in downtown. Yeah. I was thinking about going to that, uh, maybe next year. I don't know. I haven't made any real plans yet, but it's on my list of things I'd like to do. Oh, my brother and I are, are planning to go for next year as well. Like we're going to drive down again from Toronto with another friend of ours. That is of course, if, uh, if all the bullshit ends and, and we can actually, like, have events again. Well, there's progress because I was just reading that. So there's um, there's some Baltimore Ravens games that are that are coming up very soon. And they're going to start populating the stands again. And so they're selling tickets for a reduced audience. But they're actually going to have people, you know, the public in the stands for the first time coming up in... Oh, geez, is it the 30, 30th? No, it must be Sunday. So it's going to be the 1st. I think it's coming up on next, it's either next Sunday or, yeah, I think it's the first, which is next Sunday. So, you know, there's, events are happening. And I think once, there's a critical mass that's going to have to happen. So there's going to have to be enough, um, enough institutions that are starting to have at least some, you know, like as soon as football picks it up, you got, you know, baseball is going to have to pick. They're not going to be the only, uh, the only one who doesn't have fans in the, fans in the stands. Yeah. Wow. The thing about this ramenade bottle is it sort of stops you from drinking it because the marble plugs, <laughs> the marble plugs up the hole if you try and. Uh, yeah, there's no chugging with uh, ramenade bottles. It's just hard to get the last bit out of it. Yeah, it's, it's the one. It's the one bad thing about it. But otherwise, I love those bottles so much. I wish I could find some ramenade around here. I'm. I mean, I'm sure there's somewhere where I can get bottles of it, but I have no idea where. Yeah, I got my marble stuck. Yeah, it's not Uh-oh. it's not convenient. I got the plunger still so I can pop it back down. Now, a really yeah, good trick. Nice thing, another nice thing about it is you know that with a ramen bottle, you'll never lose your marbles. Mm. So if you could suck it out of there, that'd be a trick, right? <laughs> I think that sounds pretty good. We'll be on the fucking news, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to put that aside. I've, I've got some left, but I can't get it out. Every time I turn it enough, the marble rolls in. So. Oh, wait, and you're no, just going to end up keep playing with it, right? Hold on. They have a feature. Wait a minute. This is designed. So there is, if I turn it this way, the mar- the marble always blocks the, the soda. But if I turn it this way, it gets caught. Yeah. There we go. I figured it out. Ah, I figured it out, your stupid Japanese puzzle. I figured out your the mystery marble. mystery is solved. The marble mystery solved. <laughs> I had the ca- I had the bottle pointing the wrong way. Hey, this is kind of cool. Yeah, it's a little. Yeah, those tabs are are a little off center for that for that purpose. Actually. Yeah. No, I just figured it out. Woo! Live on the air. <sighs> so something else that was uh, that came up. Uh, well, just just under a week ago, like th- this was like the day after last show day. Yeah. So, they found it, the police in a city in uh, Finland 
caught on camera a remote-controlled car on a highway doing 10 kilometers an hour over the speed limit on the highway. Hmm. Did I mention this is a remote-controlled car? Is it a full-sized remote-controlled car? No. This is, like, the ones that you see at, like, Radio Shack and everything. This is like a uh, 10th scale or an 8th scale car. Yeah, doing 70 kilometers an hour in a 60-kilometer zone. (laughs) Did they pull it over? They turn those those blue lights on? Whoop, whoop! (laughs) No, it was caught on a speed camera. Oh, okay. Did they issue it a ticket then? Who would they issue it to? I don't know. There's an RC guy. I don't know. Did it have plates? Doesn't look <laughs> like it. There's, there's a photo in the article. Yeah. Do you have a... Uh, I see you sent me a picture. Let me take a looky. I sent you a whole article. Yeah. Oh, there it is. RC car. Speed. 70.3 kilometers per hour. I just got to do a little... So it's 40, 43 miles per hour for me. That looks cool. It looks like it's got big tires. It's got big off-roading tires. Yeah. You yeah, got, the, oh, it's big, a, those big RC knobbies. It's a monster truck. That's what it is. It's a mini monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Is that crazy or what? Yeah. I've seen some of those where they get them souped up and they go. They can go, uh, I think, even faster than that. It, it, this is cool because they got it on the speed camera, but some of these guys, when they're racing, they can hit, like, I think they get pretty close to 100 miles an hour. Should be, I don't know, as a 90, what would that be, uh... Yeah, if you soup them up. KMH, yeah. 160 kilometers an hour. I think they get they get up pretty fast. You know who was going mm-hmm. for the land speed record uh, in the coming up? Who? Charlotte Yeager. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Strike Witches. Nice man. segue. Yeah, we had uh, we had some anime we were watching this week. Well, I had my set of shows I was watching, including Strike Witches. And uh, don't think we covered more than the, the first episode uh, the first time I talked. So I'll I'll be brief. I think that's it's belaboring to go in and try and describe all the details of these shows. So you're gonna try and be brief, but they have uh, sort of the the plot seems to be shaping up for how this season's gonna go. Where they have the uh, Berlin has been invaded by the Nuroi, which are these aliens, and so they have to get the team together. And they have uh, you know some uh, all the different characters are showing back up, so it's cool. It's like the band's getting back together, including Charlotte Yeager, who is the the anime. A big boobed anime version of Chuck Yeager. <laughs> it feels dirty just to say it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, in the preview for the next episode, so they, they, they were fighting an iceberg to give you an idea of sort of the the level that the show is at. So they were shooting st- shit at an iceberg, and the iceberg started shooting back. So they finally sunk the iceberg in a, a, a twist uh, of the. That's the for the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to save you all the trouble, there's that. I got a couple. Uh, pictures we'll throw in the show notes but then the episode preview they they have a uh charlotte yeager has to defend her land speed record um in the upcoming episode so i'll be looking forward to that but i sent you some of these pictures we were talking i was trying to get you to not yeah yeah go so, through them all gerald s Patton. yeah <laughs> they have gerald s Patton and uh bradley and he comes out so this guy gerald s Patton, who's the the anime version of you know Patton. He comes out and he shoots. He starts by they're in a planning room where they're gonna have a, a plan of here's where the Noroi are. We're gonna invade Berlin because the, that's where the aliens are. He pulls out a golden revolver <laughs> and he shoots a bunch of bullet holes in the map. That's his introduction to the show. So it's just yeah. great. 
Of course, they have the what new... What was it I said before the show? Uh, like Oliver Bradley or something? It's... I forget what the name they gave him. It was on the captions. It's definitely not Omar, though, because that's yeah. a real general. <laughs> they did... Uh, they do shit like this on the show. It's great. They really like Jeeps. There's a lot of American Jeeps in uh, Strike Witch's universe. And they're Jeeps are pretty cool, though. They're very detailed. Like, uh, they have the colors right, the electronics are right. They look like real, you know, Jeeps, but they're just driven by anime girls. So, I don't know. Maybe that's why I like the show so much. There's probably some real Jeep otaku uh, mm. involved in the in the production. <laughs> yeah, it's all military stuff. It's great. Mm -hmm. uh, so, what'd you watch? You got back to some stuff this week, too, right? Yep, yep. I'm completely caught up on sport climbing girls. Uh-huh. And wow, this this latest episode was pretty eerie-rific. So we got like we we've got like other girls now who are like being all you know kind of kind of creepy towards other girls in the show. There's a lot of chalk like, on their hands. Is that what I understand? This doesn't have. I I think when they're done, there's not going to be any chalk on their hands. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of sweaty palms. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Hold on, before we get uh, too far. One one of them is like definitely definitely like a sex fiend kind of character. Mm -hmm. This one girl with the with a long skirt as part of her school uniform, and like has like this whole like scary air to her. Um, the girl who, the blonde girl in, uh, in the main character's, uh, club, her expressions and the way, the ways that her eyes are drawn, I keep having flashbacks to a, uh, to a certain hentai OVA, just because the way that her, just the way that her character is drawn and the ways that she looks. Well, what's, what about her eyes, uh, seems familiar. Like, what's special about it? Like they're not they're not really drawn the way you tend to see girls' eyes being drawn in in most modern anime. It like, definitely has like a has like a nineties early two thousands look to their shape. Oh. I thought you were gonna go for Hypnotoad, but okay. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, she she actually reminds me of uh, of one of the characters in uh, Bible Black. Ah, Bible Actually, Black. Good just the way that she Black. looks. Yeah. Uh, There's a classic. Not safe for work. Yeah. <laughs> possibly not safe for life. Yeah, don't go Google that. <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> and also, also, when the main character, she was getting new climbing shoes, and the uh, the sales lady at the, uh, at the store where they're doing that definitely has a foot fetish. To the point that she will... She says naked instead of bare feet, and she will rub said naked feet on her face. Jeez. So this is, anime is a, uh, a medium where you can actually have, like, sexual predator is just a character archetype, I think. Yes. That's like, that's a, that, that's a genre expectation that someone's going to be, like, really weird. Oh, uh, and, and yeah. But, I mean, it's still a great show. Uh, the guy in the third episode who is teaching them some rock climbing, or at least was supervising them, he shaved off his beard and put on a suit, and he went from, like, this guy who looks like he's pushing, uh, 60s to, like, this total Bishonen type, <laughs> which was, uh, which was a funny turnaround. 
Maybe that's why he wears the beard. You think maybe? Yeah, to to avoid getting sworn by the fangirls. Mm. And actually, her daughter, his daughter, is is trying to convince the main character to marry him. Mm. It's a long story. So all in all, what do you think about it? it's a uh, rising star sport climbing girls? Is this something we should all be looking forward to? Yes, this is definitely one we should all be watching. All right. This is this is a pretty fun show, between the sports and between like the. Uh, the uh, etchy moments it's it's no kaijo but uh it's still a lot of fun i had my uh my other shows my other shows i was watching were uh the day i became god and this one is Mm -hmm. more like angel beats every time i watch it uh you can really tell it's the same director they even have like in the opening they it i don't know if you watch angel beats they always had a guy playing or uh character playing a piano and they had you know the fingers animated playing the right keys and everything so it was like detailed animations of musical instruments and that's something that that was uh in you know the uh it was an angel beetle and it, when it starts showing up here you see oh yeah this could fit right in it's the same style so i'm i'm still excited i'm still on the tip that this might be a backdoor sequel that they're just hiding from us but this show is currently uh probably i think it's the funniest one that i'm watching right now it's actually, they've gone out of their way in the last two episodes to parody a bunch of random shit. And so they had a uh, an episode where, like, they have to save a ramen shop. And so they have a, a whole bit where the, the main character turns into a uh, parody of, like, a bar rescue sort of critic. You know, someone who would come into a, or uh, like a Gordon Ramsay type, where he goes into a, the noodle shops. This sucks. Do this. Oh, the menu quarters uh, has dog ear on it. You know, because it's a uh, bent. The corner's bent, so throw it out. You know, and they tell him, uh, stop making ramen with natural ingredients. No one cares. Make it, take all the ingredients out and pour in MSG. <laughs> and they the water's burnt. <laughs> they, yeah why yeah. did the noodles cross the road because you didn't cook them <laughs> they just did a a whole stupid thing and so he's he's a high school uh student but he comes in he like puts on a pair of glasses he's, actually i'm 40 like he, his disguise is he puts on a pair of glasses like freaking clark kent and he goes in and uh <laughs> they have like prolonged sequences where he's yelling at people and then he turns into uh it, it, like the way they photograph him it's like a gq model shoot where he's like he's always wearing a sweater vest and a blazer or something like that. He's wearing some, something that looks like a you know a men's magazine you know uh, uh, ad, and they keep shooting him from all these weird angles. He's doing stupid shit like climbing Mount Everest in a suit. You know it's it's ridiculous. And of course they did, <laughs> and that was one of the episodes. The other one was uh, they had a uh, he's trying to convince this uh, this girl he likes that oh geez what is it he's trying to backdoor this is like a stupid high school plot where he not even high school like middle school kind of plot where he's wants to kiss this girl and so he's oh well we'll make a movie where, where it's in the script and so um the uh the ploy is the the character who says she's god who's like a middle school kind of student she says she says she is omnipotent so she's gonna write a script uh and then they'll film a movie uh for some other characters film project you know film a movie and they'll be the the romantic leads and then he'll get the kisser and so this is like the ridiculous premise but what it really turns into is an excuse to do a bunch of movie parodies <laughs> and so they had they're doing like rocky <laughs> where he's you know he's wearing like the american flag shorts and he's in a boxing ring there he's play boxing with this other guy and he, goes, he gets beat up in his 
So he's got like eyeliner to make his face look all fucked up. He's like doing that line. He's Adrian, Adrian, <laughs> fucking Rocky. <laughs> he's it's it's off the wall. They did Edward Scissorhands, where they they uh, he's like dressed up as Edward Scissorhands. Oh well, nice. They, your inventor died before finishing the their placeholder hands made of scissors. <laughs> and he's gonna have to. I don't know. They did. Um, Ah, oh, they just did all kinds of stupid shit. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm um, I'm looking forward to that one too. But they did drip, drop some uh, some hints on the uh, the plot front where there's some. So the situation now is this guy is uh, living with this girl who claims to be God, and so she specifically claims to be Odin, which is uh, strange. But his parents seem to know who she is, but they don't really explicitly say who she is, and they uh, they imply she might be a relative so i don't know there's some plot random plot shit going on so we'll uh deep yeah it's it's interesting it seems like it could go somewhere so uh, the last two episodes were kind of fluff you know they're just it was comedy it was straight up comedy for two episodes great yeah i'm looking forward to it is there a bingo update no i don't think there's a bingo oh. update uh well you know i'll tell you what i'll bring up the bingo card uh, while you're doing your next presentation i'll tell you if anything new happened Okay, well, next one, next one I've got is, of course, Majin no Tabi Tabi, right? Journey of Elena. And, wow, this latest episode is, uh, was kind of dark. Hmm. So it was actually, like, it was actually, like, one-third of the episode was, like, this one story. And then the other two-thirds of the episode was a different story that had, uh... I had a bit of a connection to the first, right? And I actually had like title cards for for each of these different stories in the episode, and it, I don't know, it was it was, uh, was kind of depressing. And one one of them, there's like a there's a field of like living human eating psychotropic plants, and psychotropic this, plants, yes. They they get you high and want you to want you to bring them to other people to enjoy so they'll get high and then when you're like lying around in the flower field they will consume you and so and so Elena encounters a girl who looks fine and asks her to take a bouquet of flowers to whoever she meets wherever she goes next and. Where she goes next is this, I guess, nearby city, and there's this there's this young guard who like freaks right out because he he recognizes what the bouquet of flowers is wrapped up in, and and then when he's like told off by his uh, senior officer to like go take a chill pill and let him handle this situation. Like the the older, more senior guy says, like that this young guy's sister had gone missing, and that he had to confiscate the flowers because, well, they get you high and then kill you. Hmm. And then, flowers. and then at the end of that story, she's she's going back, flying over the flying over the the flower field, and she sees the. She sees the young, the young gate guard from the previous day, uh, all happy because he sound he he's found his sister, 
And meanwhile, the the tendrils of these flowers are like slowly wrapping around him and consuming him. Is he, he's become like this pallid green color in his skin? Mm. So he's like obviously about to buy the farm, right? And then the next, then the next one, the next story in there was about like. Sometimes, sometimes trying to be really kind can actually be very cruel for the person you're trying to be kind to, and kind of, kind of suggests that, uh, kind of suggests that the person who is going to be, who is being treated kindly by this, by this other kid, might, might have ended up like killing herself and this kid that was trying to be nice to her. So it's like, yeah, really dark. So really, like, really dark. Is there a morality uh, element to it, like, in how they present it? Oh, definitely, it just... definitely. These are these are definitely, like, morality tale stories. It always, when you describe the show, it reminds me of um, that show. Uh, it was someone, uh, tra- was it Kiki, not Kiki's Delivery, sir. Um, Kino's Journey, was that it? Maybe. Yeah, where it's about just Kino traveling from town to town, and there's always different stories of, you know, whatever's going on in the area. I don't know. That's what it reminds me of anyway. Uh, I've never yeah, seen it's, it. It's, it's just the prob- way you describe it probably, makes me think of it. Yeah, just reading a summary again of Kino's journey definitely definitely has that. Uh, it kind of matches against that, except that she rides a broom instead of a talking motorcycle. <laughs> and she's smug as fuck. Really? You didn't tell me this before. Oh yeah, oh yeah, she, I mean, I've told you before, like, at the beginning of every episode and the end of most of them, she's like, and who's that, who's that beautiful young woman? Yes, that's me, Uh. sort of thing going on. And she had some, like, epic smug faces (laughs) in, uh, in episode two. Who's that handsome podcaster? That's me. Sound like Beetlejuice. Uh, I, I, I think I have. I think I have something. I think I have something for that. Uh, Fact yeah. check false. Yes, yes, I remember. I had lasagna. <laughs> oh my god! No way. Way. <sighs> Let's see. Oh, what do we brother. Got? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? I gotta pull up my. Yeah. Notes what's here. your next one? Higurashi, I guess. I want to hold off on Higurashi because in prepping for the show. So the the problem with Higurashi is the episodes I'm watching. They come out too close to the show for me to review the newest one. And so I'm always a week behind. Uh. So I'm going to hold off because I saw in some notes that there was uh, some some interesting developments in episode four, which will be the, the next one. So I'm just not going to talk. There's, episode three was fun. I have some notes on it, but I'm not going to bring them up. Um, we'll just shelve that and talk about it later. Um, okay. Well, I still have a list of other shows to just check off nice and quick. Well, I've, I have I did a couple other things I might mention really fast. So I, I ended up watching in uh the harvest season which we're in uh my favorite harvest themed anime which is spice and wolf and so i had a blu-ray copy of season one and two and i've never watched it uh, i don't think i watched it since it probably since it aired i think i watched season one and then i watched season two when it aired i've read one of the light novels and i never really went back to it so i went and popped it in and uh watched maybe five episodes of that and did you ever watch Spice and Wolf, the economics anime, the medieval economics? No, anime? but I have, I have actually, yeah, I have, I have watched it. Mm. I at least watched the first season. I don't remember if I watched the second or not. 
and I've read through like the first sixteen at least of the uh, of the light novels. Wow, you got further than I did. Yeah, I was disappointed when I read the the light novel. It was not the the differences between the light novel and the anime. I think made the anime a little bit better. I wasn't as much of a fan of the the, the interaction between the Holo and and Lawrence, which are the two main characters. I think are better in the anime than the light novel. Well, they're they're different. Let me put it that way. It's very noticeable. They're they're different, yes, but I I don't think they're I don't think one is better than the other, really. Oh, I I think it's definitely better. I'm I'm taking sides here. I think the anime was better. The uh the premise of the show is there's a pagan... oh brother. <laughs> there's a it it basically takes place in I don't know what you call it. It's like the Rhineland area of uh, maybe Germany or the Netherlands. It's like the un uh, before all these kingdoms got pulled together into the, into uh, bigger nations. You know, like the kingdoms of the Lowlands, which was the Netherlands. You know, there's all these little kingdoms, and it's right around where Christianity is taking over Europe. and And the whole place takes the whole show takes place in this background of um, I think more kind of medieval. More sen- like if you're gonna if you're gonna go with that, I would say more like central europe during like the christianization of the baltics it's not explicitly in any particular place but maybe it's the no it, the, i mean i think it's the windmill the world the world itself it's not even it's not even earth right yeah yeah like it's the a, lands are totally different from that it's a different religion it's, but it's a the, fantasy fiction the sort but... of feel of it yeah the sort of feel it of it is more like how how the Baltics were eventually Christianized with some states more or less saying, okay, we'll turn Christian like Lithuania, whereas others were like constantly having to fight off like the Teutonic uh, knights who are like constantly crusading to kill off all these pagans and convert those who are willing to Christianity. And the worst part of the, about the Teutonic knights is they were completely overpowered in Age of Empires too. Uh, but that aside, the uh, <laughs> the story of this is there's a there's a pagan god who uh, is the god of the harvest, Holo, and she or Corbo if you follow <laughs> the old memes from back in the day, Holo, uh, she's not needed anymore because they is uh, the science of harvesting has taken over and they have enough resources now that they can they can grow their own wheat without having to rely on the pagan god. So she's she's trying to get out of the area she's in, and so she hops uh jump ship and she ends up on a peddler's uh cart and goes to hang out with him honestly just to go hang out with him because she's bored she wants to go travel around again and she's uh very old eventually return to her original home and see how things have changed there yeah that's the that's like the stated goal but you can tell from the beginning that's gonna like yeah she's more about the journey than about the destination yeah the 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 show isn't about them trying to get there it's about them driving around this proto-europe and uh and doing getting into economics (laughs) and so the whole premise of the the show is they're, they're traveling around and trying to make deals so there's he's like going to a city to buy salt at a certain rate, and then sell it at a higher rate somewhere else. And so he's a peddler. And uh, I think the first season, at least the episodes I was watching, they all center around... It, it. It's really interesting. They have all these different coins. There's a scene inside where he has like 20 different kinds of coins, silver coins and bronze coins, different coins. It's like, oh, that's the, the Hirsch kingdom, and that's the this kingdom, and, the that, and that's a fake coin from this kingdom, and, and they're trying to identify the coins in this collection. And they find out that... And, 
in the economy they're in, all these coins are traded and, and uh, used back and forth. And so the, there's a currency exchange aspect to, to all the trades that he does because you can get a certain coins from this kingdom are worth this many coins from that kingdom and all that. And they get some hot tip that some duke or someone's going to recall uh, these uh, silver coins they're, they, they've put out in circulation and they're going to change the silver content. The, and the whole thing is a... At least the first whole arc in the in the show is this um, plot where they're still in medieval times. They're trying to do basically a capex um, futures uh, plot to try and predict. Oh, the the value is going to change. We're going to make money off from it. And it's but it's all done with with old style, like old world business uh, sense. So they're like, hey, let's go down to the notary public and uh, sign up a contract. It's uh, stuff like that. So I really like the way they show in a plausible way how business would have been done in you know the medieval times i don't know it's not a particular time uh frame but it's a uh, you know before computers and and you know mo the way modern business is done it kind of shows uh, a plausible way some of that would have happened and i like it so you know spice and wolf is a win in my book i like it it's good to rewatch really good good to rewatch in october so you you yeah. got a couple days left to marathon it well, my fa my favorite for for economics actually is uh, Malu Malusha. I've never heard of this. It sounds like a sushi roll. No, no. Uh, what was the Malu en enemy? No, hero and arch enemy, or something like that. It was the English name for it. No. And it's actually it's actually again like a romantic economics tutorial. Really. No, I've, this sounds up my alley, but I've never heard of this thing yeah. before. What year was it? Evil Overlord in here is another is another is another possible name for what, it. What kind of uh, what time did this come out? You know, about what year? Oh, like like seven or eight years ago, maybe. Oh, this is not that old. This is like early 2010s. Yeah, it's it's newer than Spice and Wolf. Then that one dates back further than that. Is that uh, something you recommend or? I don't know. How'd you spell that? Hold on. I want to look it up on Wikipedia yeah. and see if it looks familiar. What's especially, it, what's it called? especially if you like, uh, especially if you like Opi. <laughs> what's it, what's it called? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to dig up a link for you in the show notes. Okay. Well, I was going to look at it now, but okay. Uh, well, what do we have? Well, when I say for you and the show notes, I mean, I'm going <laughs> to send it to you on Skype. Yeah. There we go. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Malu Mao Yusha. No, this does not look familiar. 2013. That's when the anime happened. Oh wait, this is um. It's actually <laughs> no, the, I have seen this before. It uh, actually is written a light series novel by the same guy who wrote uh, who wrote Log Horizon. Yeah. No, I've seen. I saw the first episode of this. You know how I know? It's because I I saw the main yeah. character Mao Yu. Mao. Is that how you say your name? Mao. Yeah. yeah. And her plot. Yeah, she has a lot of plot. Right? Great tracks of land. I just remember that mm -hmm. ep that first episode aired and everyone was clipping. It's like, wow, bazookas! Let's fucking hook that shit. No way. Wait. Who are you gonna call? We'll be on the fucking news, man. Ah, uh, boy. Yay! Anime, anime. Oh, I found that clip. Um, <laughs> here's something topical. I found that clip uh, a long time ago. We were gonna play a clip from MXC, and I found it. MXG is back for more competition between the Trendies and the Trinity. Tell you, Ken, it's great to be on the same network with quality shows yeah. like Stripperella. <laughs> wow. It's a story of a young working girl trying to save the world. It's inspiration. You just like the cartoon boobs. <laughs> Woo! You just like the cartoon boobs. 
We need we need to cut the you just like the cartoon boobs part. <laughs> yeah. Who are you gonna call? Cartoon boobs. We'll be on the fucking news, man. Yeah. Let's fucking hook that shit. Woo! <laughs> All right, we're pushing uh, we're pushing our hour mark here. I think. So let me. Uh... No, I don't. Th I don't think we're pushing the hour mark just yet. I think we might be. I I uh, I I. No no no. Uh, all right then. We did we did have some time cut out because because things went. Oh, that's uh, that's in the trash bin already. That's on the cutting room floor. That doesn't count. I already deleted oh, that. Well, I still have I still have a whole bunch of shit to go through. Well, we can't end yet. We've got to we've got to parse this out a little a bit. A bunch so, of it is anime, even. We've got to parse this out a little bit. So, what do you want to do? You want to do another show? You want to go cover another one? So let me let me just run let me just run through these. All just right, let me all run right. Run through right. these. Okay, first of all, first of all, dog is a the dog is a one. Uh, is I'm gonna keep watching it, but it is it is definitely uh, is definitely one to drop. If you got a sound effect for that, I'd play it right now. Oh my god! That's all I got. Uh, you don't have anything like uh, like a like a reverse of that uh, of that black hole sound. Well, I got that'd be good. I got that one. I don't have it in reverse. Yeah, we need that going the other direction. Though. Oh, like, that that is a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. Can you do that on the fly? Oh, your LIGO ISO. Whoop. So there it is forward. Uh, play it in reverse. Da, 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 da. Let's see. Source if not, properties. no sweat off my balls. Well, let's see. Item properties. Can I hit reverse? Reverse. Apply. Okay. Whoop. There we go. Does <laughs> that do it for you? <laughs> That's, That's live crazy. podcasting. Yeah, that, that'll do it. All right. The next one is uh, is Kimitoboku no Saigo no Senjo Ariwa Sakai ga Hajimeru Saisen. And you can I say that again. Have... Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to. Damn it! I I put the I put the English name in my notes, but I guess it didn't get saved. Hmm. But uh, that's our last crusade, or the rise of a new world. That's the English name. Okay. And uh okay, Kimi Sen seems to be like the 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 short name for it, at least in Japan. And this has actually been uh this has actually been really enjoyable for me. But then again, I'm all for like fantasy and sci-fi and when people mix up their uh their chocolate and peanut butter, right? Especially when there's some romance added because like I'm like that. Because mm -hmm. I'm a lonely boy. And let's be clear, we don't want, like, realistic <laughs> romance. We want, like, anime romance, which is completely uh, distinct from human uh, Completely rituals. unrealistic, yeah. <laughs> and this one, this is another one I'd say, like, yeah, definitely a good one to watch. Especially, especially, if, you, especially if you're into, like, action, magic, and romance. Oh, I love all of those things. Tell me more. Oh, well... Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I've been enjoying that. I'm caught up on it. I'm looking forward to the next episode. Uh, if I say much more about it, though, I mean, I'm going to end up giving out spoilers. Uh, for the rest, for the rest, there's one other non-anime thing that I want to that I want to bring up. Oh, sure. And apparently, apparently, space is denser than we may have thought. Hmm. In terms of uh, so, interplanetary space, 
is what we're talking about? Uh, intersolar space, I guess you could say, outside the solar system. Okay. This is based on this is based on some uh, some discoveries off of Voyager two, which, as we as you probably know, about two years ago, uh, crossed the crossed the uh, the heliopause and entered uh, inter like not interplanetary but like the space outside of the solar system, mm-hmm. right? And what they're finding is. Maybe maybe it's because of uh, maybe it's because of local pressure from the travel of the solar system, or maybe it's actually just denser. But they found that there's more particles per cubic centimeter than they had actually expected. Mm. So I'm going to stick an article about that in the show notes as well. I thought that was that was pretty cool. Mm. I had a couple other things I want to bring up as well, but they can say they can stay for later. Yeah. So with, when you have, um, you said by the pressures of our of our solar system traveling through, is that the idea that, um, you know, well, w- we know our solar system is traversing around. And so if maybe if you were on the, if it was moving in a certain direction, if you were on the front edge of it, the leading edge of it, you might find that there's more particles you can interact with than if, if you were on the trailing edge. Is that the idea? And so- No, if you're, if you're, lead, if you're leading the solar system- you're more likely to find uh, more particles. More, more atoms per cubic centimeter. Yeah. So do you know what the number was that they found? Because So let me back up. The only thing I know is that um, in outer space, allegedly there's about one atom per cubic centimeter, and I just remember that number. But I don't know if that's accurate or not. Is How much does it say how many particles per cubic centimeter Voyager was detecting or Voyager 2 was detecting? Um... I mean, if they found more than what they expected, then how much was that? It's not. It's not saying exactly. Like it, it's got a few numbers in there, but uh, but not to the point where where I could really. Okay, here we go. Um, so when Voyager one uh, crossed the heliopause in 2013, uh, it detected a plasma density of. 0.055 electrons per cubic centimeter. Uh, 055. Okay. They're finding with... Uh, That's not with, a lot. That's a lot They found in January think. 2019 with Voyager 2, 0.039. And since then, both of, both of them have detected an increase, Voyager 1 to 0.13 and Voyager 2 to 0.12. Wow, so these are all like uh, a tenth as many particles as I thought there were, but maybe maybe I'm remembering like uh, something that's closer to the Earth, you know, something between Mars and. Well, what it is is it's also saying that uh, what's been calculated in the past is the expectation. The expectation in the interstellar medium would be zero point zero three seven particles per cubic cent- centimeter and plasma densities. Density in the outer heliosphere would be 0.002 electrons per cubic centimeter. And what they're actually recording is quite a bit more than that. Yeah. And it seems to be increasing the further away from uh, the solar system they get. Oh, that's fun. 
It's always, it's always fun when you find out some uh, some model was wrong and you have to go and figure, oh, what's that mean? What's the implications? And then, of course, you have to wonder, yeah, is this some fluke? Is are you just in like a hot spot where there, for some reason there's a lot of electrons right in this path? And if I took a different path out of the solar system, maybe there would be less. But yeah, is, is it because is it because that is it because like there's more of a bow shock than we than we expected from from the solar system moving through the galaxy are we just passing through something local that we haven't really picked up before, yeah. right? There's there's all sorts of possible there's explanations. Let your speculations really neat. Speculations run wild. Yep. If you're ready ready to publish an article, you're looking to for something to publish, write some speculation and then uh, try and get it out there. Mhm. Mm See how many clicks you get. believe one of the other things that was also science news uh, in the notes and that was about uh, about NASA's probe touching down on the asteroid Bennu? Yeah, I heard a yeah. robot arm got stuck or something. Or it, it had something. a sample collection arm, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I'll take a look at that and we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, I'm well, going to I'm still going to stick in the show notes for today. Yeah. Well, uh I think there it's an evolving situation right now where they uh they're going to I don't know how fast it'll be concluded, but they they say they're uh Something's stuck open on the probe, and they're gonna figure out if they. Yeah, can fix and a it bunch not. of stuff, a uh, bunch of stuff escaped. Yeah, they're dropping their skittles, you know. Yep. All right, so I'm... let's see. We are coming up on uh, over the last week. Let's see. We had grumpy old Ben's had a uh, don't DMCA the messenger. That was on Monday. That was on the twenty sixth. Um, that was their latest episode. Um, they don't really publish you know if they're gonna have a guest or anything beforehand so i don't know their next episode should be coming up soon um hog story had shoot ship and that was on saturday that was the day before that was posted but that was with progo as a guest did you listen to any of these yeah of course yeah you listen to all of them live i think right yeah generally i yeah. listened to i listened to random thoughts live today uh-huh i've never listened to that live at all actually i've only listened to one or two of those episodes but not because I don't like Darren O'Neill. It's just there's there's a lot to get through in my uh, my pod catcher. Um, let's see. We got 206 days since the last episode of Maps with Matt. And tonight, Nick the Rat is continuing his scary stories. Ooh. And this is the last episode to get a scary story on. Uh, I think he was soliciting scary stories on, on Discord and uh, Twitter. So he's coming up. Uh, this is the last episode of Halloween. So this should be the apex of the Nick the Rat sewer experience. And that's uh, coming up. Tonight. Yep. Oh, one little bit of one little bit of uh, game news before we wrap as well. So, three more weeks of delay on uh, Cyberpunk uh, twenty seventy seven. Mm. So, uh, near the beginning of the month, so the uh, developers said no more delays are happening on Twitter. Fixed. It's more like. No, more delays are happening. Like you remember you remember Simpsons? No, works on contingency. No, money mm. down. Oh, and this bar association uh, logo shouldn't be here. What? You don't remember that? No. I, I thought you were talking about some... It was like, what are... No, I'm not a big Simpsons guy. I know a couple... Of th like, I know Monorail. Okay, I know a couple of the jokes, but that's it. No, but es essentially somebody, somebody memed this with... Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, I see. Here we go. You'll see. You'll see the image in a moment. Works on contingency? Question mark. No money down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He he wrote the question mark, the comma, and the explanation mark in pen right in front of Bart. 
Well, you know, I'm always living this, uh, now that I moved to Baltimore, we have that classic, uh, car ad, kind of like, you've, you've probably heard this, it was the Big Bill Hell's car commercial? No. Fuck you, Baltimore! If you're dumb enough to buy a new car this weekend, you're a big enough schmuck to come to Big Bill Hell's car! Bad deals! Cars that break down! Yellow. And so on and so forth. <laughs> Bad deals! Cars I didn't, that I didn't hear a damn thing there. I didn't hear anything. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, that's an audio. That's because it's playing out through the, the board. It's that audio problem I talked about before the show. Fuck. It's a Firefox problem and a... Uh, what do I use here? I use um, Brave. And neither of them let me hard code the audio device. Uh, well, maybe Firefox might. That I think Firefox actually will. But it's just not done. But that's a technical thing. I'll, I'll, I'll work on trying to find it find a way to solve that. It's very annoying that I have to do that every episode, and if I forget, then it just doesn't make any sound. Yeah. Well, on that note, it's, we're ready to close out unless you have any last uh, last thing. I got some pictures to put in the newsletter, um, some screen caps from anime. Newsletter? The, the, the show, uh, notes. show notes, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> we don't have, I don't want a newsletter. Don't make a newsletter. It's, uh, that's more work than I ever want to do. No, we're just adding a stream at some point. Oh, but we've been And saying... convincing Darren O'Neill to, <laughs> to, like copy it over to the to the no agenda stream we've been we've been uh promising a stream for i think a month and a half now so we'll see we'll get to it eventually uh, as einstein said time will tell sooner or later time will tell <laughs> and hey man fist bump from rare encounter i've been abel kirby and i've been cold acid adios mofos Data.